0: everyone who's listening welcome to simple parenting in queens a safe place where we like to connect with everyday families doing extraordinary things raising a child truly takes a village and we want to build a community where we can all relate and connect with one another to make this journey even more memorable and enjoyable i am your host Cecilia falcon and i run a family daycare program for 10 years Besides working with young children over the years, I have loved creating a bond with every family that has been with us thus far. So this podcast is dedicated to all you. Busy parents, I know you guys are doing all your best to raise your children. Thank you for listening. My guest today is Rashana. She is a writer, editor, and a lover of all things luxury. We talk about her decision to marry her husband, her career path, how to be productive, and why self-care is so important. Thank you for listening to our fourth episode. Well, thank you so much for making the time to uh, have this little podcast project we have going on. <laughs> Exciting. Yeah. So i like to know about your story with Damien. How did you guys meet? And then how did you... No, he was like the one person to oh settle my down with My dog,
1: Liam. <laughs> we met in college, so that was about. I was like oh, in my. Su- I probably was like in my s- last year in college.
0: Oh wow, that's a lot. Uh,
1: yes, so I don't know. Can't <laughs> do the math right now. So it's almost seventeen.
0: Yeah, something like that years. Yes. Wow, that's good. Yeah. We Are you planning met. something
1: for like the 25 years? We want to do something. Yes. We want to do this for our 20th anniversary. For the like, 20th? Yeah. We definitely want to do something for the 20th anniversary.
0: That's so crazy how time flies. Oh my
1: God, it does fly. I mean, we... Yeah. So I, it was like our last year in college when we met and it was kind of like random at the same time. Like I didn't even expect... I mean, I wasn't really focused on like finding a, like, a relationship or anything. I was like trying to just graduate. And let's see, how did I know he was the one? I think, you know, unfortunately, when, I, when we met, he, I mean, when we dated for a few months and it was great, like he was a nice guy. Like I thought he was funny, but his mom was really sick at the time. She had breast cancer. And the way he like took care of his mother and he was really attentive and he kind of like had to take to actually kind of take a break actually from school just to kind of be her primary caregiver. And I think when watching him take care of his mother in that Way definitely shined a different light on him in terms of how I would have loved to have a a husband who was as caring for his family and um, even his children and everything. Just kind of watching him in that light definitely made me look at him differently in that in that respect. Because at the time, I really wasn't you know like looking for a new relationship. I was still young, you know, I was like 22. I wasn't really looking for um, anything serious, but you know it, he that sort of experience just made me think of the qualities that i would like in
0: right.
1: a, a partner so fast forward a few years unfortunately his mom did pass away a year later
0: yeah.
1: so and and then you know just coming Just being with him through that time period and period, we got closer. Of course. Yes. Such an experience. So, yeah, it was a really, you know, a sad time. So, we... So we continued to date after that. Um, And it's funny, we never really broke up. We just kind of, after like that experience, we just kind of were like stuck together. Did you feel like you guys became like best friends? We were, yeah, we became really close, really best friends. And, but we were also very like, we were also equally driven, ambitious and driven for like, you know, each of us had our own goals in terms of like what we wanted to do in life and what we do in careers. So, like, while we were in a relationship, we also gave each other the space to sort of, like, make sure they we still were, were kind of, like, you know, focused on achieving whatever we had set ourselves out to achieve. Because, you know, at the time, we were, like... 20 to 23 years old you know just finished college graduated from college we're trying to figure out life trying to figure out like you know you know what are you going to do in your career and kind of going through those experiences so yeah that's sort of like how and I think going through life together and going through those experiences kind of strengthened the relationship and built such a solid foundation of a friendship that we had I think from the but from the start, we always had a solid friendship. That's what really kept us strong and going all these years. Because regardless, we always had a, a foundation of a friendship.
0: That's so true. Yeah. When you say that you guys gave each other space, how was that routine? Did you go to college like, or work? I'm guessing by that time, you yeah. guys were working full-time and then... On the weekends, you would see each other or...
1: Yes. Yeah, we would see each other on the weekends. And sometimes we wouldn't even see each other on the weekend. There were times where we we went probably like two weeks without seeing each other because either my job... I traveled a lot for a job I once had so I was on it was either on the road and our schedules conflicted or you know the weekend came and sometimes he might have had a commitment to do and I and we couldn't see each other so sometimes it, we probably we could go without oh, two weeks without seeing each other okay so yeah but we tried to you know we made it work but we were we were busy okay. we were busy yeah
0: it wasn't long distance, but kind. No, it
1: wasn't long distance. Like I, at the, like one point, I was in the city. He's in Brooklyn. I was in Queens. He's in Brooklyn. So like we were, we were still like not too far apart from each other, but just busy.
0: And How did you keep the the trust to say okay? Because a lot of I mean, I'm going to generalize women's like, oh, you don't message me. You don't make the time to see me. Yeah. Like, were you that type of <laughs> I never person? was that type of girl. No, no I so
1: never was. So you're like, was. okay, he's
0: doing his thing. I trust him. I them. always, I gave you that
1: trust. If you, if you gave me any indication that that was different or that I shouldn't trust you, then... There was no coming back. Like, I'm a very black and white. Like, okay. the minute you give me a reason not to trust you, I'm not going to trust you. Okay. So don't even try, like, trying to figure out how, you, how to win this trust back. It's probably not going to work. But I, I never was that jealousy type of person. And I think that because we always had a friendship and we always had, like, we always had a communication. Like, we never, even if we were apart for a week or two, we were always in constant communication with each other in some shape or form. <laughs> so I think that was our way of keeping close and making sure that each we, you know, you know, making sure he was okay, making sure I was okay. But I never I wasn't really that type of person and he never really gave me a reason to not trust him. Uh-huh. So amazing. I was like, okay, you know, and I was I always had this like old wives' tale like whatever is done in the dark comes to light. So whether okay. you if you are doing something that's dishonest or anything it'll come out. And then when it'll come out, then that's the time I'm supposed to know. So you
0: wouldn't stress about it? I wouldn't stress about it at all. That's that's very Mm -hmm. good. Wouldn't stress about it. So when did you guys decide to settle down? Like, after how long? So that's the interesting part of the
1: story. (laughs) So I would say I could admit that around like 25, 26, I fell into, like, that, like, trap of, like, society's pressure. Like, oh, when are you going to get married? When are you going to settle down? And, like, you know, you guys have been dating at the time. You know, by then, we've been dating maybe, like, five years at that point. Right. So, people are like, you know, you've been dating this guy for, like, five years. When
0: are you going to get married? You know, you're, you know. Was that from, like, just friends or was it family also?
1: It was friends, some family, but more like friends and coworkers, like more like in the workspace area, okay. so it was sort of like you know, and then I also had my peers, like I had my best friends and my all my friends, they were already married, they got married like right out of college,, oh. and they were already had their babies, so this is like so everyone is that was like what I was used to in in terms of like what everyone else was doing but I never felt that for me like I'm not saying I never wanted to get married or I wanted to have children I just not I wasn't interested at at that time so fast yeah I wasn't at all so but I did fall into the trap of well maybe I should be interested in that because everyone is asking me everyone is expecting so we did so I did sort of fall into like I mean it was short-lived but I did fall into like the maybe we should get married. Now. So you the one that brought it up? To him. Yes, I Yes. I said maybe we should like we, you know what do you think? And he was just like, no, absolutely not. Like we're, you you're not ready. You're and that, and actually when he said that I took offense. I was like, right. you're just saying that because you don't want to marry me. You're, you're wasting my time. Like it was a whole big thing. But in hindsight like and then I remember I had this aha moment and made it hit me at like maybe like 20 ish or maybe 26 27 I was like
0: I don't don't really want to get married
1: right now like I don't I don't want to like
0: you came to your own I came to my own
1: decision and I was like here I am falling into this trap of other people's expectations and I'm not that's not really what I want like I really had Mm -hmm. to like look in the mirror and I was like that's not really what I want. And I had to say, well, what do you want? And what I did want is I just wanted to prove to myself that I can be successful in my own like passion and my own career. So I've put up, so I kind of like went full fledged and sort of like focused a lot of my time and my energy and everything in kind of building myself up in my career wise. So I was, you know, working, making sure that I was learning everything, that I was going to get promoted, that I was like doing all these things. So like I could have the life that I want when I do want to have that life. So it wasn't until I was 35, and then I decided I wanted to get
0: married. <laughs> and they're like, okay. <laughs> it but you, you guys always talked about, we it. Always talked about okay. it. We always talked about it. We always kind of checked in, Okay, We did. We did. Yeah, we always talked about it.
1: We always said that that's what we wanted to do. So I felt good. I felt confident. I trusted him enough to know that he wasn't wasting my time. Because right. I did have a moment when I was like, is he wasting my time? But I, I trusted him enough to know that, you know what? He's not wasting my time. And then I also gave myself... I mean, he'll probably know this now. I also gave myself my own little timeline. So I said, if it doesn't happen by X time, then I will make the decision. No drama, no way anything, and I'll just walk away. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'll just walk away. Because, I mean, there was no sense in arguing about it at this point. So when I turned 35, I was like... I had reached a point in my career where I felt like I, I proved myself at this point, like i was I was secure enough that I didn't have to you know i didn't I was no longer climbing the ladder per se. I've already had reached the pinnacle of content with felt what you content were at. Okay. so and then I was like, "You know what? this might be a good time, maybe. I can, you know maybe we should get married. So he started having more the deep conversations about it, more deep conversations about it. And then, then he did actually propose maybe like at the end of the year, at the end of the year. Of was that it was year. a surprise. It was it, a surprise. I didn't know, I had a feeling it was coming, but I, he actually did get me really good because I know it's hard to surprise me. Um, um, what did he do? It was, I think it was, was it New Year's Eve? I think it was New Year's Eve. And I was hanging out, I actually was hanging out with my best friend had came in town, and I was hanging out with her for a while. And when I came home, I was just wanted. To, I just wanted to like kind of go to sleep. I was like, I'm tired of hanging out. I just want to go to sleep. And he was like, No, 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 no. Stay. Get. Stay with your clothes on. Keep your keep your clothes on. We're not. We're going to go back out. And I was like, No, I don't want to go back out. Keeps, we were arguing about going out and not going out. And then he kind of like stops in the tracks, and he like. I mean, we were. It was just him and I. We were in the house, and he proposed, and. I was crying. I didn't say anything for about five minutes. Like I couldn't even talk. Really? I could not talk. I just wow. was so shocked. And then I, he finally like, "Is that a yes or is that a no?" And I was like, "Okay, it's a yes." <laughs> and then we, and then we went over. then it was a party. We actually went to an, an engagement party that he had planned. Wow, yeah, for me. Crazy. So it was, it was fun. It was
0: fun. Did but, your family know about it already? Mm-hmm, they know about it. They, they all yeah, knew. They know about that's it.
1: That's so cute. But it was so funny. And I was like, oh my god! I just couldn't believe at this point. Like I was like, oh. Well, this, guess I'm guess I'm getting married. I guess you know this it's is happening. That. It's happening. And
0: were you a Brazila? I was. (laughs) You were? (laughs) I was. But I think I
1: was good. I think I was like a good bridezilla. Like I knew exactly what I wanted. Exactly what I wanted. And I just wanted someone to execute it. That's all. Okay. And did you have a wedding planner? I did. did I had a wedding planner. And she was amazing. She was amazing. Yep. And she did everything exactly the, the way I wanted. And it was, I don't think I was stressful, but she would say, she said I was a bridezilla. But I was very, but it was more of a bridezilla because I was very, specific on what I
0: wanted. But and, that's good. Like, yeah. When you are specific then okay. Very specific. And, low and decisiveness key. is
1: like right. Yes. I'm very low key. Like I didn't have a wedding party. I didn't I just had my sister, my best friend. They were like my maid my matron and my maid of honor. And it was simple, and it was like 120 people, and okay. it was just beautiful.
0: That's so nice. And where did you have it? I had it at Glencove, Glen at the Sweet. Metropolitan. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. That's it was so beautiful. nice. Yeah. And were you the, in your family, were you the first person to get married, or? No,
1: I wasn't the first. I would say, I'm, I'm the oldest child, so I was like, my, from my, actually my parents, I was mm-hmm. the first one to get married, but I wasn't. My family, we have like a small family small like close family
0: okay um how many siblings are you
1: just me and my sister
0: oh wow mm-hmm.
1: so, so you, you were sister. the first one. i was the first one out of the sisters yeah that's crazy yeah and was mom crying, crying she was that day? yeah she was like oh my god you know my mom still jokes she's just kind of like oh my god you're getting married you know it was it's unheard of in my family to get married that, that late like 35 was like old
0: okay old and- because of
1: your cousins, or because of my cousins, everyone usually, you know, right out of college, got married yeah. right out of college. Okay. So they were in their twenties, twenty They're three, twenty five, okay. getting married. So I was, I was always the different child in the family. I was always a different. I'm always a different
0: one. Did you feel that you were different since you were little? Like all the time. Do- I've always felt I was different. Wow, so interesting. So, yep, yeah, I was so non-traditional. Like what other things you would do that your cousins wouldn't do
1: or your sister? Well, I was always like the entertainer. Like, I was more, like, the creative kid. Like, I always okay. wanted something wild. I wore the wildest clothing, bright colors, bright tutus, or, like, crazy outfits. I always wanted my mom to dress me in. I never wanted to do, like, different things. Like, I never watched cartoons. I never wanted to watch that. I wanted to, like, you know, play Barbies all day or, like, watch Mr. Rogers or something. Like, I never, like, did, like, typical kid things. I... I didn't really like like I was always like into like different things so like and then even like as you get older like you know traditionally in my family like you know if you weren't like a teacher or like something like traditional you're like more
0: secure more
1: secure yeah you know they're like what are you doing you know like what is this marketing you want to do like what is what is that so I always felt like you know, I always had to explain myself. What's your title? What's like, my title? What am I going to tell it. my friends? I come from a, a family of educators. Oh, okay. They're like education. And my dad, my mom was a teacher. My dad was a director of psychiatry. So, like, that was like a whole other... He was like in the medical field. So, like... Wow, that's crazy. I I was not, like book people like that and did they pressure you to go into that at all or no my mom was actually really liberal she was always like supportive like whatever you want to do you know she always knew I was like creative so she always gave me like ways to like outlets to like be creative but you know when I got older they you know they were more like my dad was more like what kind of job is that? You need to get a regular job. You need to like do that. He doesn't understand. <laughs> he doesn't understand.
0: So what, what do you do now? What's your job now?
1: So now I do strategic brand marketing for Rula La and Guilt. So basically, I do a lot of like branding and brand awareness. So like I work with partners and different designers to elevate and raise awareness of the brand, which is Guilt or Rulella, So it's more about, it's, it's just marketing. It's like how trying to get, trying to find different ways to get people to shop, shop the site and get to know who we are. And we do that in a lot of ways. So we do that. We do TV segments. We do partnerships and fashion shows. We do There's so many other ways we do. We work with like other media companies to like drive awareness. So
0: how long have you been doing that? I've been doing that.
1: Well, only with like in fashion, I've been doing it for about five years now. But in total, I've been doing marketing and advertising for about 20 years.
0: How did you, when you first started, how did it change marketing to what is now? Cause I feel like we've gone through so much so quickly. Yes, social media has changed it a lot. I think now information is just at your fingertips,
1: so we can get to you faster. Before it was we we relied more on traditional what we call traditional marketing, which is like television or radio. So it was a lot more expensive. So we had to purchase like commercial airtime. And or by like spots on the radio when people listen, but everything has changed. Digital, the digital landscape has changed. People are no longer watching necessarily traditional television. They're streaming, whether watching okay. Netflix or watching Hulu or they're not listening to digital radio. They're listening to Pandora or Spotify. So how do you get in front of people? Social media is what people want. So Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or on those streaming sites, all those digital magazines. And also, like, newspapers and magazines, people don't really use anymore either. They're online reading their information. So I think that has what changed the most in marketing is, like, the digital landscape.
0: And do you find it difficult to navigate through, like, you know because I mean as a user, it's right there at the fingertip, but yeah. you are like kind of like, how do I get to your device Yes you I know?
1: think it's I definitely find it difficult because there's so many things out there there's so many things vying for your attention. it's hard to for get sure. you and then of course Amazon taking over the world everything likes the every everybody is used to quickness nobody wants to wait. Everyone wants things fast. They don't want to look for much stuff. So I think it's hard just because there's so much information. There's so much people competing for your time. It's making the landscape really, really, really difficult. So to do that, now we're just kind of figuring out how do we make ourselves special. It's like going back to the basics. It's like, mm-hmm. how do you make yourself special enough for people to like pay attention to you? So we're still trying to figure that part out. But like that's of
0: And do you have a team?
1: The works with you. Yeah, so we have a team. So I have a team of about three people right now that's working with me. And we all work, we are working on different functions. Like I'm focusing on like on t- more on TV now okay. and figuring out the way to kind of mo-
0: monetize and
1: maximize that space a little bit more.
0: I stuck in Instagram a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so I've seen sometimes that you put pictures behind the scenes of like a. You know, morning shows, I think they are, and because I don't watch TV. <laughs> See? <that's>
1: <laughs>
0: <why>. <laughs> I don't. That <laughs> so. no.
1: See, that's why a lot of people don't watch TV. I try to do morning show TV at least once a quarter
0: to go on and try to do, try to like. So, who's the audience when you're. Because it's not people like me, I don't watch TV. <laughs> it's, you know, it, what we we call the audience.
1: We, we categorize them as like, middle America. Okay. Like, why? Because anybody outside of, so think of like the New York East Coast and West Coast. Oh, okay. Geographically. geographically, they're like usually if you, like the California and like New York. We t- people tend to be what like, city more urban, meaning okay. like they are a little bit more savvy. They're like either doing something during the day, they're not really watching TV. Midwest is more or like the middle of America. So think like. Colorado, Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. All the, not really. They have more of a concentration of they're going to be watching television okay. at that time. It's not as like urban where there's like city life where you're like going into work or you're going or you have a business or you're doing this or you're doing that. It's more so much your your life is a little bit more scheduled in terms of like you're usually watching it in yeah, the morning. That's hectic. Less hectic. Yeah. That's true. So that is sort of like that's like our biggest concentration, and then you have your, like your top markets. It's it's interesting. Some people, or we have like a, a higher rate of older watchers.
0: Okay. So
1: like they're maybe they're retired, or maybe they have a more flexible work schedule, or but they're they usually skew a little older on the Sorry. tv like the talk show so time
0: interesting yeah but how does change now that we're going into like the holidays is it how is it it gets more worse. crazy it gets worse i'm like dreading the holidays at this point because it's going
1: to be constant competition of who's going to have the best the best merchandise who's going to have the best items who's going to have the best prices so my head is spinning even thinking about it just because i don't i don't even want to deal with like and then Amazon, of course, is going to just beat everybody up and then yeah. have like the best. They're delivering Christmas trees. That's crazy. Amazon yeah. is delivering Christmas trees. How do you compete with that? Like, I can't.
0: I can't compete yeah. with that. I, I mean, it's so convenient, <laughs> but you would never think we would have all that. I know That's at so our fingertips, crazy. right? Yeah. And what does your husband do?
1: He does soft like IT software, so he's a developer for information technology. Wow. So he's like the opposite of me. So I'm creative, and he's more analytical, like the numbers, more numbers, more like I'm going to build this software. I'm going to figure like so, like so he's a little genius, yes. Yeah. So anything I don't understand any of that. I don't stuff. coding, all that stuff oh, he wow. does. Like I, yeah, that's his world. So he works with various like companies. Um, to build like to build out their systems. so like right now he has an expertise in, in the healthcare system so he there's like so all the systems like anytime a hospital um they spend a lot of like time and investment and money and sort of like always improving their resources naturally because they have to be high tech they're like they have to be the future of everything mm-hmm. so like he builds out their softwares and a lot of things are obviously things are going a lot more digital now. So all those like medical records and forms and everything that all those systems that are now making it digital, that's what he has to build out.
0: So in the next five years, it's well, gonna be a fingerprint. Like he's like
1: next time it's gonna just, just be a finger fingerprint. Print.
0: And i you're like your medical history. Everything will come up. That's so crazy. Mm-hmm. So you get the the scoop. Yep. So I
1: always get the scoop for him. He was always like so advanced. He was like something else is coming out.
0: It's wow. Like, uh, so, but is, does he keep up with like the other stuff besides medical? Like, does he keep up with the other IT developments that are going on? Yes. Yes, he does.
1: And then he also so he does that, and he also has started his own sort of like. Translation company because like he found like t- a twofold. So one growing up as with immigrant parents that didn't speak English, he like had to translate a lot for his family and then like, and then working in the medical field and realizing that that's another handicap that's that's actually keeping a lot of people from getting the care that they need. Right. He really had a passion. He really has a passion for that. So he started a um, translation company that's like a software. So it's built as a software built in that whatever language that you speak, it'll give you an interpreter. It'll give the doctor an interpreter, a live interpreter to transcribe. Like it, it'll interpret anything the doctor instead says instead of waiting
0: for an actual person to come exactly. in. and See if they're available. If they know the language, they Will exactly. just be live. Yep. And then you get a
1: transcript printed out post your... And visit. he's working on it now? Mm-hmm. On his own?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. With a, a group lot. like the, like another team like on the medical field. The that's
0: doctors, a lot. Yeah. Wow. So how do you manage both having full-time careers, a five-year-old dog, and a two-year-old toddler? I don't, I don't know. What's your
1: routine like? I don't know. I don't know how I do it. I don't know how I'm surviving. Well, I would say I live... I think having a... Trying to have... Whether you follow it or not, just trying to have some type of schedule helps. So I try to like, make sure that I leave work on time. Like I don't, I don't, play with that like if I say I'm leaving at five o'clock I'm leaving at five o'clock because I have to pick up Liam and then when I get home I kind of like make sure that he has this like play time and then you know we have our bath time then he reads and then he goes to bed at a certain time so I keep him on his schedule so whatever and then little free time so once he go, once he goes to bed I'm able to do what I need to do so I'm able to cook Clean, do the things that I need to do, and then every day I do the, I just do it again the next day. But I also put everything on my calendar, so that's the okay. way. That's how I like keep track. Like every single thing, I block out time on the calendar to do.
0: Do you do like a method for it? Like there's some people do bullet journals, other people that do like other type of calendars like digitally, or I like do digital. Day. I digital. Yeah, I, I use my like there's... regular.
1: Like Google Calendar. Oh, okay. And then I write things down. So like that's, I, most some things, the calendar I use to block out the time. So I know what I have to do and I just block hours of time to do it. And then my other method is I write everything down. So I have a, I have like a, like an old school planner and then I have like three sections in that planner. So I have like what needs to be done like immediately, like what can wait, like what's like I have it like.
0: Oh, wow. So when do you block out time to plan for, do you plan
1: for the week or
0: I usually, dance?
1: I usually plan, I'm usually writing something every day down, but I try to plan for the week. So I try to use like Sundays to think about what I have to do or if not Sundays, early Monday morning. Like when I get, when I get like, probably not until I get into the office. Um, So like, I'll like, after I, like I go through my morning routine, then I'll, by the time I get to the office and I'll like, think about everything that I might have to do for the week.
0: Oh, and is your husband that's organized? No. As you? oh, not at all. He thinks I'm
1: crazy. He thinks I'm like he he thinks I'm like a a, ty- a military like planet because I like write everything down and then I start delegating. I'm like, okay, you do this, you do that, you do that. Like he hates it. But were you always this way, or, or since the kid? I've always was a type A like organizer, but I've gotten worse since having Liam because I felt like I was spiraling if I didn't like m- increase it. Like, cause I can't, I couldn't remember everything. There was so much I had to do, like it was no way I could remember. So I started like writing everything down, really, and like separating it into like pockets. pre I used, I can have like a to do list, and I would check off, obviously, because I had more time. So it was like my to do list, and I can check it off. So I my, what I had to pivot was when I realized that I was having this to do list, but nothing was getting checked off. Why? Because I have time. I had this baby running around here. I couldn't do anything. So what I did was I started breaking it down into sections. So I just figured out what is absolutely needs to get done. What can what I would like to get done, but it actually could wait. And then like a wish list, what I would love to get done, but it's not really important right now. So like, that's how I started to manage my life, because I was making myself crazy trying to do everything and i had to just let go i had to let go of the fact that i can't i couldn't do everything that i wanted to do at that time i had to like break it up
0: did you have a moment or did someone say anything to you or did you come to like a breaking point i did i had a few breaking points
1: i had a few breakdowns i had a few breakdowns and i i think one of my old my old bosses one of my old bosses, she actually said to me she just said pick your priorities Pick your, just pick up, just pick your priority. You're not picking them. You're trying to do too much, and I think that's when I really had a moment when I, when I was like, okay, okay, let me think about it. And I, because I was always like a doer. I've always was like, if I'm not busy, I'm bored. So. Okay. I have to, like, constantly do things. But then I realized that not everything is that important
0: to do right now. Okay. So, so you made peace with yourself?
1: I did. I made peace with myself. It's still hard still now. I still am like, oh, I wish I could do that.
0: You have that mom guilt. Like, oh, I wish I would have done this with Liam instead yeah. of doing
1: that. Yeah. Sometimes, And then sometimes I feel guilty when I take a nap. Really? Like sometimes I'm so busy and I'm like, I'm so tired. I should just take a nap. And then when I, like lately, when Liam takes a nap, I've been like taking a nap. You know that, you know that saying when they tell you when the first baby's first born, they're like, oh, sleep when the baby sleeps. I never slept when the baby sleeps. Right. Never. Never. Ever. (laughs) I was like, are you kidding me? I have things to do. I can't sleep when the baby sleeps, but I was miserable. Like I actually was burnt out. I was yeah, miserable, so that happens. <laughs> I and then I finally. Even, I still now, even when he takes a nap, and I sometimes sneak in a nap, I feel horrible because I feel like I could have done things.
0: But it's just you yourself pushing yourself. Like your husband has no expectation. Like, oh no,
1: no one asks. No one asks me anything. I do it myself. I put these high expectations to myself. I'm my worst critic. Okay. I'm my worst critic. I have these whole thoughts in my head. Do, yeah, I was gonna say that. Like, do you whole have these thoughts? I have these. I have. I'm a high achiever. Okay. So I have these whole, like, conversations in my head, like, and I feel like I'm a failure if I don't do it. Wow. Yeah.
0: So do you have any methods to, like, calm yourself down? Because I feel like I'm I'm a bit of the same way. Like, I have so many ideas, so many things to do, and then I burn out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? I'm like, I'm already tired. I didn't do everything I wanted to do. So do you have, like, a calm down method? Okay, you know, I need to unwind from myself. Yes.
1: So reading...
0: Helps me. So I
1: love to read. What are you reading now? So right now I am reading, I just finished The Alchemist and I absolutely love that book. So right now I'm reading Thrive by Arianna Huffington. She's the owner and the founder of HuffPost. Oh, wow. So she wrote a book called Thrive. Ironically, it's about burnt out. It's about how she was, she's an owner, she's the founder of HuffPost. And, you know, as a woman, she was like working all these hours, doing this business and she collapsed in her office and hit her head on a desk. She was bleeding out. And because she was sleep deprived, she was (gasps) dehydrated, like her body just gave out. So she wrote this book about thriving and how... Like you need to have self care, you need to get sleep, you need to put yourself first in order to truly thrive. And right. I think so that's what's real so I'm reading that book now and it's sort of like it's a lot of aha moments and it's like,
0: oh, okay, maybe you know,
1: but right, I should
0: Right. If she's so successful and she's telling you yes, to calm down to calm down and it's like but listen. Yeah, so
1: and I realized and it wasn't even until recently I realized that I don't take breaks until I'm broken. So Uh it's not until I am just completely broken that I does your body
0: give you like certain signals before you're like oh I can Mm -hmm. take it nope yeah
1: my body gives me I get really tired like I can't shake the tiredness I get really irritable and mean and like snappy to people. And I, then I catch myself, I'm like, that's not who you are. Like, you know, you're just tired. And so I, I, then I like try to like take breaks and, I, and I, have to, I have to do a better job. I do have to do a better job of, of infusing self-care and things. So I'm, the way I kind of wind down like daily, so to speak, is that I try to carve out if it's not 30 minutes and just like grab a glass of wine and, you know, read, read a book read a magazine i might i like i love like aromatherapy so i might like light my favorite candle and uh-huh. you know i try to like or writing or just like journaling just journaling. kind of like journaling kind I love, of like I love to do that too. helps me kind of like get all the thoughts out of my head because i realize like i have so many ideas and so many thoughts in my head it's like a mile a minute but then i write them down it doesn't feel as overwhelming once i That's write true. it
0: then i'm like oh okay
1: That's that's
0: those are really good tips yeah once i i tried but you know how like you listen to all these things and like you try and you feel good but then you know life gets in the way and then you have to try it again exactly so i was doing this thing that people um i think some uh, productivity guru i saw mine or something they said whenever you wake up in the morning journal and then Put like a three minute timer and then write down what everything's in your mind and then highlight what it what truly you can get done or your priorities. Mm-hmm. And then so I was doing that and that helped too. Mm. But you know, Thank I you forgot know. about it. <laughs> no,
1: life gets in the way. Yeah. And I also, you know what I also was doing? Cycle. Cycle class. That's oh yeah. Where? That. There's one on it's on like one sixty-four. It's called Click. I've seen it. Yeah, it's click. How,
0: how do you like it? I
1: liked it. It's like a little boutique gym.
0: Gym, yeah, geared more
1: towards women. Okay, and I liked it. And It was like you know, forty-five minute class to like zone out on the cycle and just go. It's such an adrenaline watching. It's good cardio. And I felt better.
0: That's true. Exercise. I, I mean, any time better. of yeah. exercise for yourself. I think that always helps.
1: Yeah, I used to. I used to run, but I don't. I, after I had Liam, I don't. I can't like. I used, to, I used to love running in the morning, but there's no, like, I can't do it anymore. For you it. run
0: after him. and Yeah, that was like, that's my cardio. <laughs> hey, Liam is so cute. He also has an old soul, like like your husband. He does. Do you have any expectations from him growing up? I know he's only two, but... You know what? I feel like sometimes you see, like, little traits, like, oh, he's going to be like this.
1: I, I do try to, like, cone in on time mm-hmm. as, like personality traits sometimes it impresses me i think he's so much he's so much smarter than me i feel like you know he's like this old soul and he's like i think he's very he's how can i say this He's very particular like meticulous like he has to like do things like even like if he drops something you know how sometimes i was the kid that like even if i drop something i might leave it there you have to tell me to go back and pick it up and okay. put it in the garbage like i was that kid him? Oh, no. He's like, no, mommy, I have to put it in the garbage. I have to do... He has, like, manners already. Like, he already right. has, like... He
0: looks for order.
1: Order, yes. Yeah. He does look for order, which I'm like, I-, I appreciate because maybe... I mean, I wasn't like that, but okay. Yeah. He's like an old soul in that way. But in terms of expectations, I just... Only thing I expect for him to be is a good human. Like, I need him, I just want him to have, you know, I want to instill like good values and good character. And I want him to be, I just want him to be happy. Like, I want him to find the things that he wants, that he's interested in, whatever he, you know, appears to be interested in. I want to like support that and, and, and grow whatever trait or skill or interest that he has. Cause I just believe that, like, that's how my mom raised me. Like, I was. I don't know how they did it. Like I was fickle when I was a kid. Like one day I was doing ballet. Next thing I was doing gymnastic. Then I was in acting. Then I was doing this. And the, but they supported me until I found my way. I like, you know, that, and even even all through college, like I was like, I don't even know what I want to, I didn't even pick a major. Like I was like, I probably switched my major like twice. I, didn't, I still didn't know what I wanted to do. It wasn't even, and I tell, and that's something that I always believe, like, I don't even think you figure out what you want to do in college. I think no, they I
0: think don't. there's a
1: few people that might be like, oh, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a nurse. Certain things you kind of, some things you may know, but life changes. I have so many friends who went to college, studied a particular thing, especially if I have a lot of friends who studied law and they were lawyers. And then they were like, I hate this. And then they're now like, I don't know, have a bookstore somewhere in Brooklyn. Like, they're just like the total opposite of what they were supposed to do. Yeah,
0: a lot of people. That happens to a lot of people. So, I I think, but hopefully, by the time our kids are older, it's different, but we're not really exposed to mm -hmm. like what the job would be like. And if that's what you really want to do, like, you don't get a hands on experience. That's true. And I think that's changing.
1: That's true. That is true. Yeah. So, I want to give, I want to expose him to a lot of things and like, Have him see that there are options in the world that you could,
0: you know, that you can do. So I think that's helpful. That's really good. Well, especially in Queens, there's so much variety, so many things going on mm -hmm. in New York City. How do you think parenting in Queens is different? I think parenting in Queens, I think there's a
1: lot of diversity here. I think that's one of the things that I love about Queens. I think the diversity is really, I personally like. And I think there's... There's a lot of things to do like for activities for kids, at least in my span of short span of time that I've been looking around when I, even in the city, like when I, a lot of my friends who do live in the city, there's always like this sense of, and I don't know, maybe I haven't experienced this yet, but I feel like the, there's always a sense of like a constant competition. I feel like the kids are not they're instead of like, Learning together and playing together, there's this constant competition with, amongst children, amongst the kids, and then amongst, like, the parents. the parents. That's so true. And I feel like it's not, like, fun, right? It's, like, always, like, a competition of, like, getting them. And even, like, I don't know, even, like, care. Even, like, child care, for instance. Like, I think that's, like, even, you know, with you and Tiny Bear, like, I feel like that is such a gem, that I don't think people realize how amazing that is because if you go out into like I still have friends who are miserable and they're trying to figure out like they're like I don't have there's no great system there's no great care for kids at that right, right now until, when, they're so little. when they're so little and if there is care it's very very limited it's like okay it's only two hours a day and then they're like but I'm at work how am I supposed to pick them up in two hours <laughs> You know, so they're forced to have other types of different care that they may not want. But they're like, I don't have any other options. And then when they do have care, they're like, it's such it's such a competitive, rigorous experience that they're like, they're miserable, miserable doing it. Mm-hmm. And so I always, I I just feel lucky being in Queens where it's more diverse and there's actually we promote a little bit more of like education, but still like making it fun and like the parents kiss
0: once, yeah. That's so, so so sad. So yeah, so that. But yeah, it, does, it is how it is. I have a friend that has a couple of friends that have kids in school there, and she's like, no, they just it's too much testing, and it's too much of oh, who who's doing what mm-hmm. and who brought who, and all these things. It's and too it's, political. It's very yeah, really, yeah. It's too much. Here I think it's a little bit more laid back, like a little yes, yeah, definitely more laid back, and
1: this is it's it's refreshing. It's a good balance. It's a good balance, yeah. it's a good balance and it's refreshing. It's, too, it's a city, but not too city. Yes.
0: And everything's close if you want to go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and yes,
1: things. and I think that's the best part of Queens is that if, you know you have the best of both worlds, so to speak. So you have a little bit of quiet if you want to kind of like be quiet or you're really close to the city and there's still other things that you can do in other parts of Queens that will give you a little bit more too
0: do you have any special tips for like any new parents coming in? Oh, like in general? Like, yeah, like, like, like I a know new parent is only two, but like have you, I think in those two years you probably learned so much and you feel like still learning, but any like quick things that you would have thought, oh, I should have done that or this um, would have been good if I had done this. Let's see, I always
1: think, one thing I've always told myself is that just continue and this is still, I'm still taking this lesson, but trust yourself like i think a lot of times we there's a lot of information for moms and things like that but i think all the while the information is good and you definitely take it in you always have to trust your gut trust your gut trust your trust what you think what you what you know your child best and you know what's the best thing to do i would say for new parents i would be like i think that's one of the things that i i learned is like trying to get a sleep schedule I trying to get a sleep schedule that's important Try to get a sleep schedule for, because it'll benefit you and the baby. I would say, if you do, pick one thing. Pick one thing. Everything else, just let it go. Pick one thing that it's really important to you and stick to it. For me, it was like trying to get on a sleep schedule.
0: That's so true. I think that's a, the other day I said to my husband because I was sick for a little bit and I was mm. miserable and then, uh. you know, the baby's going through something and he only wants me. Yeah. So, I'm like, I only need human babies. <laughs> the basic needs. <laughs> Sleep and food. <laughs> like I don't care about anything else. So I guess that yes. those are my
1: priorities now. yes sleep and food. Yes. And just take it easy on yourself. Be kind to yourself.
0: Yeah. It, I think that's a learning process. It is a learning process. But thank you so much for this time for thank taking you. this time um, of your day. It's a Monday and I know. It's just the start of the week. But I think uh, it motivated me to also to like have a much better week now with all your tips and stories thank you thank you it. for having me
1: thank you I appreciate it I love doing this stuff can't wait to do it again
0: thank you for listening to our fourth episode you can check Roshanna's blog at signedwithlogs.com she loves to write and she's been a great help with our blog I know Rashana is listening to our episode and I want to say thank you for allowing me your home and open up to our listeners